welcome everyone. I'm so delighted that we have people from three foreign countries, including uh, Sam, who has returned all the way from Australia. Return formals, you could say. And here's our Australian, here's our Canadian, and our Brits are missing at the moment. I thought they were going to. This year, we've had Canadians before, but. Canada's hardly a foreign country. Yeah. I know, but... Is that the swap table going That's the swap table that we're setting up. Yes. And that, of course, is the elephant. That's the bumper, the elegant elephant. One of the one of Thompson's biggest characters. <laughs> yes, yep. he is. Tusk, In tusk. Popularity and height, or size. Tusk, tusk. Both. Make way, make way. Hey, what are you doing here? Just, well, I thought I'd come and surprise a friend. Really? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so here we are at the 2012 Wiki Convention. <laughs> Sam didn't tell me he was coming, but I kind of figured out, and then he did pop up. Yep. And this year we're celebrating the 100th anniversary of Sky Island. So, the convention is decked out in blue and pink, and you choose your color. I'm pink. And I'm blue. Yes. Um, and we're also celebrating Ruth Comey Thompson's birthday, which is one reason for the ice cream. Oh, it is? No, but it's just fun, because, you know, birthdays, ice cream. Which is also interesting because blue and red or pink do make purple, and purple principles is, as you say, one of the co a combined colors, so, so suppose it's... Yeah. Yep. Uh, the 90th anniversary of Kambampuranaz, 80th anniversary of Crepe Prince, and 100th of Sky Island, plus it's Ruth Palmy Thompson's birthday. This day could not have started on an Aussier day. Wow. Is that an Aussian with an Ewok? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> there's, seven, there's definitely Robert Bourne. I think they're beginning to start registration. We just had four. Well, people at no time. Right. Think pink. That's all you guys say? No. Uh, well, we, hey, we officially have someone on here. What? Well, we're recording right now. Mm. Yep. Yeah. We are one for the land of us, where everyone's a friend. Okay, it is now Saturday morning, and Sam and I are hanging down to breakfast. Sam walks fast for food for a guy with asthma. Even when I don't have food, I'm a fast walker. Everybody else is just slower. He's and awesome. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um, last night, um, I got kicked things off with a presentation about Ruth Plumley Thompson, and right after that we had Karen Marshall, right? She was delightful. How Karen Marshall was, of course, a stand-in for Judy Garland, where... Back in the day, she would stand in Judy's place before they filmed so they could get the camera and the lighting correct for actual filming. Yeah. 
and afterward they had uh, several uh, commemorations of Patrick Mond. Peter Hamp talked a bit about his rather pricey book that um, detailed some of the artistry behind making the wonderful Wizard of Oz first edition. If you weren't keen on getting it before, this gives you a little bit more interest. Although, yeah, it's like 375 bucks, so that's rather prohibitively priced for some people. And then we had a new game show called It's the Bomb, and both Sam and I were on opposing sides. Because I'm pink, he's blue. And I knew quite a bit more than my teammates or the others. Well, not everything, but quite a bit, I would have executed the clues or answers a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> some of my teammates had some very interesting uh, clues or approaches. Yes. Oh. Freddy, Freddy, Freddy. Oh, Freddy is legendary. Bass, bass. Should we give an example? Um, you say it. One of the clues had to be about getting his team member to say Gaelette, but he, rather than say something simple like the Sorceress of the North. In change with the golden cap. Priyala's wife. He also, he instead gave a long, accurate, or a long, elaborate clue such as me, and Since you gay. make eggs, and you make eggs in the morning. Make it with eggs in the morning. Yeah. Tries a gay omelette, and then trying to get her to figure it out from there. And it was Susan. It, it was Susan Hall. I mean, Susan Hall would have known this stuff. Like snap. There we go. But yeah. Um. And then afterwards, we had some drinks at uh, a room that had been reserved, but the people who had reserved it, had to drop out before they could get a refund, so we had an empty room we, could, we had full disposal of. <laughs> it was fun. Got to hang out, chat. Sam went to bed early, but whatever. Yeah, uh, he was... Well, I needed it because I couldn't get to sleep the night before the convention, so... And, and with the 4 a.m. Greyhound bus <laughs> preparation, yeah, I needed it to sleep. Yeah, so, I think I had some slack. <laughs> Especially since I travel from overseas. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it would have to ease on this one. Okay, well, we're here at the breakfast, uh, well, the dining hall. And we're here early, unlike last year. Yeah, last year we got up at 9. Well, in the last half hour well, at least. 8.30ish, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so we'll cut out now, and we'll get back whenever we do. Later.
dear, dear, what seems to be the trouble here? Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Princess Ozma, but I'm afraid our real horse and your sawhorse are having an argument about who can run the fastest. <laughs> really? Right now we're walking to dinner on Saturday. And then today we've had a bit of a busy time. Um, we kicked it off with a costume contest. I came in as the magical Monica Moe. We had two trots, two button brights, and... <laughs> A blue queen, a pink queen, which was Rosalie. Rosalie and what was the name of the blue queen? She didn't, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure she did say she had one, but I forgot where it was. Oh, so many others. It was a lot of fun. Oh. Sam, uh, Sam helped me with it because the whole deal was that the Monica Mo had been blown by a kite to the Winky Convention. <laughs> and he lost his temper along the way. Which someone found. Yes, someone found, finger quotes. And then after that, we had the uh, Winky oh. Quiz. We're still awaiting the, the announcement of all the winners on that one. Some show and tell. Yeah, show and tell. And then I had to sneak away to do a super secret thing. Sam still doesn't know what I did. Hmm. So what happened while I was away there? It depends. You guys had lunch? I think so. And then you hung out until the convention preview and the business meeting started. Next year's convention is going to be from the 20th to the 23rd. That's a four-day convention. Just after your birthday. Yep, I'll be leaving either on or right after my birthday if I stick to Greyhound. Maybe my birthday present I won't be, I won't have to this year, mm. next year. And then there was an auction. I, I didn't really participate because I was helping with the swamp meet. And they also showed a Return to Oz and Dorothy and the Witches of Oz. What do you think of Dorothy and the Witches of Oz, Sam? Well, I'll save it for our actual podcast, but I both liked it, but there were some, some things I didn't like. So overall you liked it, but there were a few things you didn't like? Yes. Okay. I still have yet to watch the miniseries DVD, but yeah. Okay. And now we're going to dinner, and Susan Morris is here, so... Night after Saturday's winky dinner, we went back to the Fred Far Forum, and what did we do? We um, had several awards given out. Sam even won some. Surprisingly, yeah, for being part of the blue team on It's the Bomb game, and uh, yeah. I'll win one someday. I haven't yet. No one appreciates me. <laughs> <laughs> Best of all was Susan Morse's um, revivals of her songs from the Rankin Bass animated musical Return to Oz. And she also made clear that I was kind of the one who, who discovered her and brought her into the Oz world. I, a, I kind of uh, wound up dragging her in there and we have a podcast where that really began. So you can go back and listen to that sometime. And uh, then Eric Schneider gave a very, very interesting presentation about L. Frank Baum's works in 1912. Sky Island, The Flying Girl and Her Chum, Phoebe Daring, 
Ant Transitions on Vacation and the short story Ant Phony's Boy. I remembered all five! Woo! So, yes, it was a very long but interesting lecture about how even the smallest of mistakes can lead to the biggest of, biggest of adventures. Yes. <laughs> or getting yourself shot. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Although that part is debatably deb not debatable. Debatable, yes. Okay, um... So this is our last night in Winkies. Sam, I'm gonna miss you. Gonna miss you too. That's the closest circuit, okay? Okay. Okay. Alright. So we just have one last social gathering with the Oz Club members before we pack up and leave later, well, early-ish tomorrow, after yeah. 11. Okay, well, we'll see lunch. you then. I, I don't know. Hopefully we can recap. It might be me alone. Maybe, maybe it'll be me and Sam, or maybe I'll get someone else, but there's no replacing Sam. Mm. So. Well, you don't have to replace me. Just make it interesting with someone else. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, well, that's it. Well, we could say what's going on tomorrow. Well, we will be seeing a very... Rare Oz short that we nev we were hoping to see earlier on DVD but wasn't released and well it's one that's even before MGM's Technicolor musical. It's the Megan Kitty's Land of Oz. It's about uh, twenty minutes long, and well I wanted to see it and so I've heard about it. Never had the slightest clue what it was about unless it was something about the Scarecrow. So yeah. And then after that, there'll be a panel about Ozbogs with myself, Eric Javag, uh, David Maxey, and I'll be headed by John Bell, who won my standard quiz this year. I don't have to do it next year. Wee! <laughs> You're free! Free! Okay, well, this might be our last one. This might not, so. Whatever. So, so we hope you've enjoyed listening to our Winkies podcast. And, as Jared says, we'll see you on the next one. See ya. Bye. Good night. I'm just recording a little something. I have a little question to ask. It's, it should be harmless enough. Remember, if I may, Remember how when Javid and I interviewed you for a podcast and I asked your favorite type of Oz book, I must apologize because last time I wasn't um, clear enough. What I meant was, by your favorite type of Oz book, do you like ones where they show a new version of The Wizard of Oz, a graphic novel, um, a new Oz book printed in the traditional sense, or one that has no pictures and you can just read? So what's your type of Oz book from that? My type of Oz book is an Oz book with pictures in the traditional way that the 
that the original aspects were published. Um, but I like graphic novels too. I like comics, so but there's a good Oz comic. All like that. But when I think of Oz books, I think of a very traditional type of Oz book. Yes, lots of illustrations, yeah. not just um, boxes of pictures, but sometimes triangular or sort of angles printed that make the text move in a certain way. Oh, I'm not. I don't necessarily need to have fancy oh, yes. design. I mean, Dunslow obviously did an amazing job with the Wonderful Wizard of Oz. But later, you know, Neil did very traditional layouts in a lot of his books, so that's fine with me. Any particular favorite graphic novel of Oz? Well, my own. <laughs> Other than my own? Huh. Well, I have to admit that I haven't read the entire Lost Girls yet. Actually, I've only read the uh, serialized, the parts that were serialized before the book publication. So even though I have the book, I just haven't gotten to it yet, even though it's been, what, six, seven years now. Um, but I really love Alan Moore's writing. So what I've read of Lost Girls, I really, really like. Okay. That's good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And you s say how you say um, Forgotten Falls is your most favorite of your graphic novels mm -hmm. and Secret Island is your least favorite. Ranking your f most favorite to your least favorite would... Um, the other three in there? Yeah. Would they go as Ice King, Blue Witch and Enchanted Apples? Like in that order? Maybe. Depends on the day. Okay, so it always depends on the day. Sometimes you feel better, sometimes not, it's different. Yeah, it depends, it depends on what I'd be ranking them on, I guess. I think I really am proud of a lot of my artwork in Blue Witch, but I don't think it fits... The story, like the, the story. The story is so straining at the scenes of what is an Oz book that I feel a little uncomfortable about about it. Um, Ice King is very, very traditional Oz adventure, but I also feel like part of that traditionalness is kind of a weakness because I it's so traditional, it just reads like your standard Oz adventure and I didn't really do much that was very new or creative. It was just sort of very much stereotypical Oz. So, but I think Enchanted Apples I would rank fourth simply because the artwork, well, it was, it's an okay professional job and I think I did a decent job on it. I think there are many weaknesses in it at this point. Um, certainly the coloring I'm not very fond of. And um, there's just things about it that I think I could have done better later in my career and there are things in it that I wrote that I just wouldn't, would not do now. Um, the whole thing about the Enchanted Apples having the magic of Oz bound up, I just, that's not something I wouldn't do now. I, that's not acceptable. Okay. Understandable. Thank you for your time. You're Thank welcome. You for your patience. Have you had one? No, I haven't. I would think so.